name above all names, Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Grace Fellowship Church. I was uh, listening to hymns this week uh, and uh, heard and was encouraged with something that I want to encourage us all with. Uh, I listened to Grace Greater Than All Our Sin. We sing that from time to time. And inside of that, you know the, the lyrics, but marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. So, this marvelous grace of our loving Lord that's, that's greater than our sin and our guilt. In the song it also says, Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold points to the refuge, the mighty cross. And then that brought another song to my mind that we sing, He Will Hold Me Fast. I can never keep my hold through life's fearful paths, for my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. And I, I thought in my own life, and I was thinking as I was hearing that, that I am, I am so comforted by that reality, that His grace is greater than my sin, that, that my love is often cold. Uh, and I try not to get too far into my head about this because it's really challenging because what I know is I know that I don't love God perfectly ever nor do I love people perfectly ever I know that I fall short of God's mark and I'm frustrated by that and I'm, and I'm I don't know the right word I want to be more for Christ and more like Christ and and it troubles me. <laughs> uh, but it never troubles me to despair because I know that God's grace is greater than my sin. And I know that when my love is cold, Christ is holding me fast. Amen. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I'm, I, I was reminded of a quote that Martin Luther had. And we all know this quote, but it just was really, it's very real for me right now in my life when I look at myself I don't see how I can be saved when I look at Christ I don't see how I can be lost and that's so true when I, when I really look at myself and really think about how far, far short I fall how, how can I be saved how could God save me. And then when I look to Christ, how could I possibly be lost? I can't be. Because His grace is sufficient. And He will hold me fast. And brothers and sisters, that's a great hope that we have. A great truth that we can remember. There's some of you right now wrestling through your failures and your sins and, and some of you maybe aren't uh, but you will and it is of great comfort to remember that His grace is greater than our sin and that Christ will hold us fast and that it's not about 
how far, how far short I fall. Because it's true, I have, I have, we have, brothers and sisters, do we not a desire to please our Lord? Do we not have a desire to, to buy the power of God to, to be obedient and live Christ-like lives? Now, if you don't have that desire at all, repent and believe on Christ. But we do have that desire. And we blow it. And, and, and we are different from the world, but sometimes we look like the world. We are different than the world. But when we fall and fail and we look like the world, His grace is greater than all of our sin. For those who put their faith and trust in Christ, for those who believe in Christ, He will hold us fast. And it was a great comfort to me, is a great comfort to me, and I, I want it to be for you also. I don't want us to shrink back from our desire that God has put in our heart to live a life that's pleasing to Him and I don't want us to become distraught and in despair because we can't. God's grace is greater. That grace that was outpoured on Calvary when when the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace. grace that will pardon and cleanse within. We are cleansed by His grace and we are covered by His grace. We are saved by His grace. We are kept by His grace. Okay. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. There was no morning epiphany, Brother Cal, so we will be in Luke chapter 11 this morning. Um, Today's passage is another that that is very familiar to to many and uh, to most of us and I'm not sure it's always well understood please stand I'll read verses 33 to 36 from Luke chapter 11 no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. And when it's bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. You may be seated. The title of today's message is See the Light, Be the Light. And... I don't know. I, I, to me, it seems like that, that sums up our entire purpose on this earth. Our entire purpose on this earth, brothers and sisters, to see the light and then be the light. Uh, we are to see the light of Christ and then we are to live out of that power to be the light of Christ. Jesus is the light and that light lives in us as Christians. Now, he was speaking to a bunch of people who were unable to see and were blinded and could not see the light that was right there in front of them. The, the context of this passage, remember, Jesus is in, he's in Judea now and he's, he's, he's headed towards Calvary and, and no longer in Galilee. He said some of these same messages in Galilee. Now he's in Judea. He is... He is 
going towards the, the cross. And he is within months of that. And he's in the middle of a, a large group of Jews, an ever-growing group of people following him because they, they want to see these miracles that he does. Uh, they, they listen to him speak. He's a, he's a, a, a great speaker that demands their attention. Uh, but they're after these miracles and they're after these, these things. But the message he's preaching to them isn't one that they know. It's, it's one that's foreign to them. It's, 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 it's refuting the religion that they believe in. They're, they're Jews by ethnicity. They have laws that they follow and that's how they think they'll be right with God and how they are right with God. And, and he dispels all of that. But he's got, he's got all of these people that are, that are following him. And he's been, he's been accused of carrying out, uh, the, 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 the casting out of demons by the power of Satan himself. They want other signs. In verses 14 and 15, but he said to them, that's wrong. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. So he had cast out a demon that was mute, and the people were amazed. They marveled at what he had done. But some of them said he cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept, seek, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. So, so he does these works, and, and some of them are, are accusing him of working for the devil and others are, are wanting more of a sign from him and then down in verse 27 as he said these things a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed but he said blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it when the crowds are increasing so the crowds keep increasing they keep getting bigger and bigger he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. So, so he said, Look, you, the people, you're, it's an evil generation that keeps wanting a sign. There's no more signs going to be given. All the signs, except for one, there's going to be one more sign. And it's going to happen when I'm buried and I'm resurrected. The sign of Jonah is going to come into this generation. He says in verse 31, The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The queen of the south, the queen of Sheba, she came to hear from Solomon about, about this Yahweh, this God, and hear of the wisdom and see the wealth. And she came and, and she, she heard from Solomon and, and she believed in Yahweh and that He was the true God. And, and they, had, they had far more revelation than the Queen of the South and the Queen of the South was going to rise up in judgment against them. These, this evil generation that keeps wanting a sign. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it for they repented of the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The men of Nineveh, Nineveh, they're going to rise up against this evil generation, these Jews that, that had greater revelation than Jonah. The prophet, the great prophet, Christ himself was in front of them and they were rejecting him. So he's talking to them about the queen of the south will rise up, the men of Nineveh, because they, they had less revelation than you have, and yet they believed, and you don't. So, right in the middle of that, 
Right after that, he says, no one after lighting a lamp puts in a cellar under a basket. He goes, he goes right in to this, to this parable, right into this parable inside of these people who wouldn't see the truth, wouldn't believe the truth. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts in a cellar under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. He tells them this parable. Remember what a parable is. He tells them something that's ordinary and common to teach something that's extraordinary or spiritual. Remember, Jesus taught in parables why? So that only those who had been given to understand them could understand them. And those who couldn't understand them, the parable would serve as judgment against them. And that's just what he told. He told a parable. Uh, light has a purpose. Lighting a lamp, it, it was in that day, it wasn't just flipping a switch. It took a little bit of effort. It, it wasn't, you had, to, you had to have oil and had a wick and you had to take off the lid and you had to light it. Lighting a lamp was different than a switch. So, but, but, but what he says is, no one, after you light this lamp, you go to the trouble of lighting a lamp, you don't put it in a cellar. You don't put it underground. You don't put it under a basket. But you put it on a stand. So those who enter may see. There's a reason that a, la- a lamp is lit. To give light. There's, there's... If this room were completely pitch black, and I told you to walk out of this door, you, you, and you, you could see nothing... You might stumble over some books. You might run into each other. You might not know your way back to the door. And as soon as the light went on, you'd be able to clearly see where you were going to walk and how you were going to get out of this room. And the things that were in the way, some of you would be scared. You know, there might be a monster in here. There might be a robber in here. Lights come on. You see nothing to be afraid of. And you see the way to get out of the room. And remember, remember darkness. What is darkness? It's the absence of light. Uh, what was their creation? And nothing. It was dark. And God said, let there be light. So light comes into darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. Dark is the natural state. Dark is the natural state of a soul. Dark is the natural state. The natural state is dark. And the light must come and make us be able to see. Expose truth. Yes? So darkness is the natural state, just like it was at creation. It is for every person. So, so light comes and people could see what they couldn't see before. You don't run into the door. Uh, you know, you get up at night and go to the restroom and it's dark. I bang my head on my own the TV stand that I know is there. I, it, it lives there. It doesn't ever leave. But if I don't see, I can bump into it. I don't know where the door is. I turn on some light. I get my phone and put the light on there. I see all of that. So, so here Jesus talking to a bunch of Pharisees and scribes and a, a large group of common folks. And he's, and he's telling them, light has, been, has come... And yet they were unable to see the light. They couldn't and wouldn't see the light. The light of the world. So this parable he's telling us about himself. 
they keep wanting more signs. They keep wanting. They want. They, they keep calling him Beelzebul. They 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 won't see him for who he is, as he's even telling them who he is, as he's fulfilling all of these prophecies of the religion that they knew. They couldn't and wouldn't see the light. John one. So God had a purpose in sending the light, didn't He? God sent light. John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus Christ, God the Son, the Word incarnate, is the light of men. And the light of men, the light of God, actually was on earth in front of these, this audience, these people. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So this light, John says, this light has shined into the darkness... And the darkness has not overcome it. Catalambano. That word means to comprehend it. To lay hold of it. It's not like a competition where the, the, the darkness can't defeat light. No, no. The light has come and the darkness has not perceived it. Laid hold of it. Comprehended it. The light shines, the darkness does not comprehend it, does not, does not lay hold of it, can, cannot, cannot possess it. Because whom, for whom does light not expose things to? If the lights went, if it was completely dark in this room, and we turned on some lights, everyone would be able to see, would they not? Because nobody in here is blind. But if anybody was in here was blind and you flipped on the lights, there'd be no change for them. They couldn't comprehend it. Lights come on, it's still dark to them. So the lights are only effective or useful to bring light or to, to overcome darkness for those who can see. Well, these Jews could not comprehend, could not see the light that was right there in front of them the light of the world, the light of men. Verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. John the Baptist came to bear witness about Jesus of Nazareth and who he is. God incarnate, the Messiah. The Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist says, this is salvation. This is the Messiah. This is God's anointed. This is the Christ. He, John, verse 8, was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. The true light, Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate, he was, John, he was coming into the world, John says. And there he was right in front of these Pharisees and these Sadducees and these scribes and these, this, this Jewish audience right there in front of them and they could not see. They could not see the light. God had sent the light. He had, he had lit the lamp and, and these Jewish people could not see. And he's telling them, there will be one more time. There will be one more sign. 
<laughs> when, I, when, when the, the light raises back from the dead, that'll be one more sign. When he's killed, buried, and comes back to life, and then rises again. Jesus is telling this parable to say, it doesn't matter what I do, you aren't able to see. You are not able to comprehend. You are rejecting because of of your beliefs and your ethnicity, because you're Jews by blood, and because you follow some man-made laws the best you can. You think you're right, and you're not. You're in darkness. In Matthew's Gospel, remember, he talks about this same thing, but there he's not talking about himself. He's talking about his disciples. Matthew five fourteen. You you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house, all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Here the lamp that was lit and wouldn't be hidden was Jesus' disciples, his followers. They were the light that was to shine. That's in Matthew's Gospel. Look at Philippians 2.15. That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Paul told the church at Philippi they were the light of God that would shine in this dark world. We're going to get back to this later. But remember, Christians... We are the light of God that shines in the dark world so that people may see their need for Jesus, the light of men. But here, in Judea, Jesus telling this parable concerning himself. The light of men, the way out of spiritual darkness, was right in front of them, shining brightly. And they wanted more. Uh, it's the the charismatic Pentecostal church that's always looking for experiential encounter of Jesus they need more light show me more light so I can know you're real God so now Jesus goes on now to compare a healthy eye versus a bad eye your eye is the lamp of your body your physical eyes are the only way you can see light and see what happens around you. The only way when we flip the lights on, your physical body is able to see is through your eyes. That's how you take in all the things, is through your eyes. In the same way, spiritually, your eyes, the only way you can, you can see spiritually is through your spiritual eyes. So when your eye is healthy, Hoplos, simple, single, sound, or healthy. When your eye is healthy, when it's sound, when it's focused, it will allow your whole body to experience what it takes in. Uh, Again, physically, if we see a beautiful baby, we take that into our eyes and we experience something. We see flowers. We see, we see food that we think looks good. It comes into our eyes and we experience that. Well, the same thing spiritually. Your spiritual eye, if it's good, 
if it's focused, if it's healthy, you, you, you take your whole soul is enlightened to the truth of who Christ is. Your whole, your whole soul is filled with joy, with comfort, with peace. The light of Christ. These, these people seeing these signs that were seeking more signs, they didn't need more light. They needed new eyes. They don't need more light. Pentecostal charismatic, you don't need another experience. You need eyes to see God for who He is. When you see the light, you know how to walk, where to step. Again, we're in darkness. The lights go on. I can walk down here. I won't stumble off of here. I won't run into jet. I won't trip over the tissue box. I won't miss my turn and run to the table. I will get to the door and I will get out when the lights come on. I'll be able to see. I'll be able to walk the way that I'm to walk. Same thing spiritually. When we have good eyes to see Christ for who He is, our whole soul experiences the truth of the gospel. Our whole, our whole being has joy and comfort and peace. But when the eyes are bad, poneros, sick, diseased, evil, wicked, or bad, when the eyes of the soul are wicked. By the way, when the, when the eyes are blind, if we turn on the lights, you still can't see. You're still going to stumble and fall. When the eyes of the soul are dark, your soul is wicked and bad. The whole body is dark. You can't see the right way to walk. You can only see the way to please yourself. You can only see to get your own game. You can only see the love of yourself. When a person is blind physically, they can't see where to go. They can't see the dangers ahead. When a person is spiritually blind, they cannot see how to go. They don't experience joy. They experience false joy. Good eyes sees the light and is guided by it. Bad eyes don't. Can't. David says in Psalm 18.28, For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. God is the light that lights David's lamp. Yahweh lightens his darkness. David had eyes that were good, healthy, sound. He could see the truth. He saw his sin. Remember when he was, his sin was exposed to him? What did he do about that? He repented. He saw his sin. He wrote Psalm 51. He could see the right way to go. He saw the dangers of those trying to attack him. He could clearly see because, because Yahweh, God, was his light. Good eyes versus bad eyes. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. This audience in front of Jesus, they were blind. They did not need more light. They needed sight. Who is the image of God? For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. We proclaim Christ as Lord. We don't proclaim anything about us. We believers. With ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. 
For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have seen the light, brothers and sisters. We have seen the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Clearly. We have seen the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Those in darkness have not seen the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. This audience in front of them was rejecting the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. When we have been given eyes to see, good eyes, when the veil of blindness is removed, we see the light and we have the knowledge of the glory of God in Christ Jesus. Evil eyes can't see the light of the gospel, the glory of God in Christ Jesus. This was the condition of the masses of people that were in front of Jesus, as led by those Pharisees and scribes. They could not see the light of God himself, God incarnate, Jesus of Nazareth. Their eyes were bad. They were blind. They didn't see their sins. They didn't see they didn't see their religion was worthless. They didn't see their ethnicity was worthless. They didn't see their, their own acts were worthless. They did not see Christ. John three, nineteen. And this is the judgment. This is the judgment. The light of God has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Here's the judgment. The light of God, Jesus Christ Himself, came into the world and He was rejected because the people loved their sin. They loved their darkness. They loved their religion. They loved their ethnicity. They loved their self-righteousness. They loved their ability to control their destiny. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. <laughs> the light of Christ exposes the works of men as evil and sinful and their need for forgiveness for their sins. Hiding behind some religion or some works does not expose that. And these, these, these Jews would not see, could not see. This is the judgment. God the Son, God Himself, was standing there in front of Him and the evil people could not see it. They could not see it because they loved their sin. It's true today. It's still true today. There's no one in here who has not been exposed to the light of Christ. The light of men. The only way out of darkness is to see the light. To see the lamp that's not in a cellar or under a basket. We see Jesus clearly for who He is. He's the only way to God. He is the righteousness of God. He is the only man to perfectly fulfill the law. He is the only way to be forgiven of sins against God. He is the only way to know how to walk rightly in this world. If you can't see, 
If your eyes are blind, you will be judged for rejecting the light. You don't need more light. You need new sight. You don't need more healings. You don't need more experiential Christianity. I'm talking like this not really for the people in here but for the people we know. The people we know that, that are, are seeking more, more, more. When Christ has already revealed Himself for who He is. I'm speaking about people we know that are trusting in their religion. They're trusting in their ethnicity, if you will. They're trusting in something besides Christ because they don't see Christ for who He is. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Look, Jesus is giving a parable. I am the light. God has sent the light into the world. It's not under a basket. It's right here for you to see. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light, but when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, because of this, because the light of Christ is being revealed, be careful. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. Be careful, scopeo, where we get the word scope. Watch out for, notice carefully, be concerned about, take heed to yourself. Jesus was telling this Jewish audience, these scribes, these Pharisees, that, that thought he was working for the devil, who wanted more signs. They thought they had the light. They didn't know they were blind. He's saying, look out. You think you have the light, but you don't. The light you think you have is darkness. They thought, again, they could get to God via their ethnicity and their own righteousness. Following the Mishnah. Keeping the laws of the scribes. The good Catholic who thinks they can get right with God by keeping the sacraments. By doing the works. They're in the darkness. Their light is dark. They will be judged by it and condemned by it. The Jehovah's Witnesses. The Mormons. They'll be condemned by the light they think they have. Just like these Jews. Uh, the guys I have breakfast a Jehovah's Witness, a Mormon, and a secular humanist, I guess I would call him, who actually thinks he's going to go to heaven because he's good to people. Because he lives by the golden rule. He thinks he has the light of how to get to heaven by being a good person. Be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. You think you have the light. That is true 
for many professing Christians. They think they have the light. But their Jesus is there to give them a better life now. Their Jesus is there to heal their diseases. Their Jesus is there to give them wealth. Watch out. Lest the light in you be darkness. Watch out. Lest you profess the name of Christ, confess the name of Christ, and yet you go out and live as if He's not real. You live as if He's not Lord. So, so this audience in front of Jesus, they, they were blind in utter darkness, and yet they thought they were enlightened. Matthew thirteen fourteen. Indeed, in their case, this is the case of those who had not been given the ability to understand parables. When Jesus was asked by his disciples, why do you teach in parables? He says, so that, that those that have been given to understand can understand, and those that haven't, can't. So indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive, for this people's heart has grown dull. And with their ears, they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they would see with their eyes. And they hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. The deceived self-proclaimed God-follower who doesn't see the light of Jesus is blind and deaf. The secular humanist, the Jehovah's Witness, the, the Mormon, the Catholic, the person who, who thinks they're good enough, they're blind, they're deaf to the Gospel. But blessed are those who hear. God has been kind to us if we see the light. If we've seen the light of God, the glory of God in Christ Jesus, then God has been kind to us to let us see the light and walk in that light. Before Jesus was to die, He told these, this crowd... In Jerusalem, John twelve thirty five. So Jesus said to him, The light is among you. For a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Jesus says to him, The light of God it is here. It's me, Jesus said to this audience. Why is here? I'm not going to be here much longer. In person, he's telling them. So while you have the light, believe it, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. So the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us, and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Most of those who saw God the Son in the flesh, Jesus of Nazareth, did not believe in Him. They stayed in darkness because they were blind. They tried to get to heaven in other ways. They rejected the light. Listen, 
this is not exactly applicable, but I want to say this. I want to say it to my children, my adult children of God. I want to say it to anyone in here who is yet to believe and see Christ, to believe in Christ. There may be a time where you're not around hearing the gospel. There will be a time when you breathe your last. And then it will be too late. Come to the light where the light's being given. Get out of the darkness. They rejected the light. Even though they thought they were in the light. They rejected the Christ of the Scriptures. They rejected the Messiah. They called him Satan's minion. They told him, keep jumping through hoops for us. I'll jump, I could jump through all the hoops you wanted. The problem isn't the light. The problem isn't the gospel. The problem is your eyes and your ears and your heart. And your love of your sin. And your your hope in yourself. Jesus then gives them a way to examine themselves. If then, since then, your whole body is full of light. If your body is actually full of light, like yours isn't, audience, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. If you have the true light of man, the light of God, the Word incarnate, if you have Christ living in you, you will be wholly bright. What about God's truths can we not know? Believers? None. What's been revealed us we can we can know. Now we don't know them all and we die not knowing them all, but there is there is there is nothing to keep us from knowing how to get out of here without falling down. There's nothing to keep me from 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 walking out of here knowing there's not any robbers or dangers or monsters and knowing the path I would need to take to get out of here. There's nothing there's nothing in my way because because the light of Christ is in me. I am. The, 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 you, if you have Christ, the full, the full of light and shining brightly, you are full of light and you're shining brightly. Those who have seen the light have no lack of truth to walk in. We trust in Jesus for our salvation, and we walk in His truth. We walk in the light. This is really difficult. <laughs> Think about my previous sermon. You, it's difficult. If I have the light, why don't I always walk in the light perfectly? Because I sin. And His grace covers me, and His grace covers me, and keeps me, and it empowers me to get on the right path. That before I had the light of Christ, I had no idea where the path was. I tried extra training. I tried all kinds of different ways to, to figure out my path. I read good books, how to influence people and make friends or whatever those cool books are. I read a lot of cool books. It helped me to succeed in business in some ways. It was all about how much money I could make and how wealthy I could become. 
the things I could have had nothing to do with with Christ. First John 1, 5, This is the message we have heard from Him who, and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we... Okay, God is light, no darkness in Him. Yes? If we say we have fellowship with Him, if we say we are like-minded with Him, if we say we are in union with Him, in communion with Him, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If these lights are on, and I know how to get out, and I walk right this way and stumble over these chairs, I don't have light. I'm blind. I can't see the path. There is no darkness in God. We have the light of Christ. We've been, we've been blessed to see the light and walk in it. If we walk in darkness, God says, be faithful to your spouse. Yeah, that's okay. I know what he says. But I know it's better and it's more fun, it's more fulfilling to have a girlfriend or pornography. Boyfriend. You're walking in darkness. You're, you're a liar. The truth isn't in you. We are full of light and we're shining brightly. But if we walk in the light and He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. God is in the light. We walk in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light of Christ, then we are like Him and like one another and we are cleansed from all sin. We no longer live willfully in sin. And when we sin, we can see it, can't we? Because we're not in the dark anymore. And we can repent of it, can't we? But if we're in the dark, we can't even see it. Look, when people, when God shows you sin through the Scriptures and you deny it as if it weren't sin, you don't have the light of Christ. We cannot be the light and continue to walk in darkness. We see sin as sin and call it such and repent of it. And that's in today. Everyone, every one of us in here. If we are walking in willful sin and we have the light of Christ, today is the day we repent of it and we turn from it. By the grace that saves us, that we proclaim, by the power of Christ who we proclaim that lives in us, stop sinning. Look to the light. It is, it is a wonderful thing that for God's people, we can't stand our sin. And the longer we go along, the more we see of it, I would argue. Because the more light is being revealed to us. And we, we have light and we're faithful and more light comes. 
Colossians 1.12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you, brothers and sisters, to share in the, in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the beloved Son. We are no longer in the dark. We have been given healthy eyes. We have seen the light. So we no longer walk in darkness. We see sin. We see righteousness. We live imperfectly, yet we live obedient to the light. We follow the light. We, as Christ follows, we have healthy eyes. We have good eyes. We are filled with the light and we will shine as light in this dark world. We are filled with light and we will shine as lights in this dark world. You don't. Matthew 5. By the way, he's talking about his disciples, remember? His followers. He says, you are the light of the world. Does he say... You might be the light of the world. Hey, you ought to be the light of the world. Hey, you probably will be. No, he says, you are. You are the light of the world. 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 A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. No, do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and gives light all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. It's a command from Jesus Himself. You are the light. Let it shine. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light. Let the light shine that they will see your good works and they will pat you on the back. No, they will give glory to God in heaven because it's only by His grace that you can live that way and that's to who you give all the glory, praise, and honor. We, we, see, these self-righteous, these dark-hearted Pharisees, they did not live their lives to make God look good. They live their lives to make themselves look good. We will live to make God look good. Just as we were taught to pray a little earlier in this chapter, we will live as lights to make God look good. And we'll repent when we don't. Because we can see. Philippians 2.15 They may be blameless innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world not might shine not should shine you do shine if we have seen the light we will be the light we will have an unwavering biblical worldview and we will live consistently with that worldview and when we don't we will repent because we can see it because we've been blessed to see the light the lights have gone on we have no excuse to trip over the chairs hey I'm looking the other way I trip into a chair hey whoopsie I'm on the wrong path let me sit, fix that chair and keep walking Ephesians 5 7 therefore do not become partners with them the sexually immoral the impure 
covetous people, idolaters, the sons of disobedience. Do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light and the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Walk in the light. Do what's good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing the Lord. Actually care about whether we're pleasing the Lord and we're doing what's good, right, and true. Seeking Him through prayer and through the Word. Are we being obedient to the light that's shining? Take no part, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. but instead expose them. Don't go to the gay wedding, but expose it for what it is. Give a reason for the hope that's in you. Don't just don't do, expose. Don't just don't partner, expose. Expose. Don't, don't just... Shine the light of Christ if you're out in front of Eden. Give the gospel of Jesus Christ in your own workplace. For it is shameful even to speak of the things they do in secret, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. If it's exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from dead, and Christ will shine on you. We are to shine the light of Christ on the sexually immoral, the impure, the covetous, the idolaters, the sons of disobedience, that they may see the light of Christ and be saved. That they may see the light of Christ and be saved. We don't, we don't fight to change laws. We stand in front of the lawmakers with the gospel of Jesus Christ that they might be saved. We, we cannot and will not be partners with them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 40, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. We, as Christians, in the light, are to be living consistent with the reality that Jesus is coming back. And He might come back right now or right tomorrow. He's coming back. And we're to live in that reality as children of light. If Jesus came back this Wednesday at 4.30, that's probably a bad time it's Wednesday's church night, this Tuesday at 10.30 in the morning, what are you up to? Well, we'll live as children of light. Our trust will be in Christ. We'll be, we'll be seeking to live lives that make Him look good. And when we're not, we'll repent. Because we have the light. We don't live like people who think Jesus is never coming back and it doesn't matter. First Peter 2, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. 
Brothers and sisters, we've been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. We were not a people, but now we are God's people. Once we had not received mercy, now we have. So, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which were against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on that day of visitation. When Christ comes back, those who berated you for being a Christian will, will see their error. We have been called out of the darkness into light. We are to proclaim the excellencies of Christ. We are to keep our conduct honorable. This is so convicting for me. I am so desirous to make God look good. And I don't. But it's not because I live in darkness. So I can repent. And I can follow the path that He's given me. The light of the world. Those with evil eyes... They turn light into darkness when they they turn God's grace into a reason to sin. If you turn God's grace into a license to sin, you're in the darkness. You make God's law a means of holiness. If you think following God's law makes you holy, you're in the darkness. If you make freedom from the law a license to sin, you're in the darkness. If you live as if the character and conduct, your character and conduct doesn't matter, you live in the darkness. If you live as if character and conduct is a basis for your hope and assurance, you're living in darkness. There's two types of darkness. There's ignorance and there's stubborn unbelief. And my concern is, no one here is ignorant to the light. Good eyes that have the light will trust in Christ completely for our salvation. We'll live out the Word. And when we don't, we'll repent. We'll continue to, to, to have more and more light. We will, we will be being sanctified. We will see the truth. We will live by it and we will proclaim it. Closing thought. When we see the light, we will then live in that light and be the light that shines in the darkness. When we have seen the light, we will then live in that light capital L's and we will be the light small L that shines in the darkness if you are living in the dark you have more light than the queen of the south and the people of Nineveh anyone in here that has not believed on Christ you have more light you have more revelation of Jesus Christ than the queen of the south and the people of Nineveh and even of those people who stood in front of Jesus because as they're standing there he still has not been crucified resurrected, ascended, you still don't have all of the epistles in the New Testament written. We have the most full picture of Christ. Don't be like unbelieving Israel. Look to the light and live.
You don't need more light. You need good eyes. You see the forgiveness of your sin and eternal life is in and through Jesus Christ. We need to see our sins, see our punishment, see our hope, see the light. Be the light. No one after lighting a lamp puts in a cellar under a basket but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it was bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light you in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. The light of Christ will shine out of us. We don't... Look, Christians, true blood-bought believers, we don't need more light. We have the light of Christ. We don't need more experiences. What we need to do is live, walk in the light, and when we don't, we see it and we repent of it. We don't live in darkness and, and, and act as if though living in darkness is an okay thing to do for a Christian. We have the light. We see the light. We be the light. Father, thank you again for the truth of your word. Thank you for the, the clarity of your scriptures. Thank you for the light of Christ. May the light of Christ be seen in us and through us. May the light of Christ break through. Would you give eyes to see to those who have yet to see? Father, may you crush the spirits of the hardened of heart that they may see their need for Jesus Christ and they would see the light of Christ. Father, for those of us who have seen the light of Christ, may we be that light by your grace and for your glory. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.